We'll continue with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-practice press conferences, joined now by Verizon IndyCar Series points leader Joseph Newgarden, driving the number two DeVilbis Chevrolet for Team Penske this weekend. I'm guessing by his fire, by his very bright orange fire suit. You're correct, Kate. Joseph finished second last year at Watkins Glen International. Uh, after practice this morning, Joseph, how are you feeling heading into the weekend? Uh, good. I think um, it's a cool weekend already. You know, it seems like uh, cooler than last year from a temperature standpoint. So that's been a little bit different to understand the track differences from last year, how it's degraded over another winter. Um, you know, choosing downforce levels seems like it's going to be a little different than last year too. So. We're just trying to work through it, but I felt like we've got, you know, good speed to start. Um, I think there's more to what the timesheet showed just because of, you know, tire usage. I, th I think some of the guys in the top 10 there used a couple sets. So we should be closer than, than what we showed on the, the Team Penske group, but um, I feel good about it so far. I thought we had a good, good first run there and excited to get going in the second session. With a 31-point lead over Scott Dixon heading into this weekend, what are your thoughts championship-wise? Do you feel calm? Do you feel pressured? What are you thinking? I'm thinking anything can happen. You know, it's not it's not a very big lead in my opinion. 31 points is is not much when you look at the current format. Uh, Sonoma with double points can make it swing any any way. Really, there's a lot of people in the fight. Um, you know, one mistake. You know, one misfortune with reliability it's pretty much wide open in my opinion uh it's the same thing here you know I, you, the lead can slip away pretty easily i mean scott's very capable of taking the lead out of this race you know if something happened with our car so um i don't think we're in you know um a dominant position i think we're in a good position i think you'd want 31 points in the lead whenever you could take it but um it's certainly far from over in my opinion so it's, there's a long way to go you, this is your sixth season in the Verizon IndyCar Series, it's, so it's not like you're lacking experience, but when you're looking at a driver like Scott Dixon that, that's chasing you, even as well as your other teammates chasing you in the championship lead, what are your thoughts in, in knowing that you're, you've reached a point in your career where you're battling for a series championship with people of that caliber? Well, I think it's great for, you know, the number two car. You know, obviously, whenever you put a new group together, it's not completely new. There's a lot of guys that were there last year and years before with, with Montoya, so it's not a completely new group. But, you know, certainly it's a new dynamic whenever you bring a new guy in. Um, and we've all got to sort of gel together, figure out how we want to operate, how we work best together. Uh, so you don't, you don't necessarily know how that's going to go. I, I certainly didn't. I didn't know how this year was going to pan out. I, I would hope that we could have won a lot of races and been successful, but... You know, I knew there was also going to be some some gelling gelling time that we would need, and that we would need experience at racetracks together that you just can't simulate. You know, you can't do that in the off season. You have to go through a season together. So, uh, I've just been really happy for for that whole crew. And you know, obviously, Team Penske is nothing new to them. You know, they're they're used to being in the fight. They expect to be in the fight. So, from that standpoint, it's kind of status quo. Um, but you know, for me, it's it's fun to be closer in the fight. You know, we've been in the fight the last two years for the championship, but it's been from a further distance. And so this time, it's it's fun to be in more of a prominent position of it, and and I think more in a striking position than we've been in the past. Perfect. Questions for Joseph? Any questions for Joseph? Yes, Patrick. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about the track and its differences from last year to this year. Uh, the times actually were quicker first session from like comparing first session last year, first session this year. Uh, what would that gain be made even though you, you, you'd think you gave up a little grip with the pavement getting older? Yeah, I got to think it's condition based with uh, the temperature. You know, so 
cool this morning that you know everything's working well. We're making a lot of downforce. Um, I think the engines were working well. So I think some of it's in that. I don't know how. I think for me the degradation is is more, um, you know, is more uh, is more related to the track. So I, I noticed more than last year. You know, at least from just the two car side, I thought there was a bigger difference in the way the tires took a step over the runs. So I don't know if that's going to continue or if it's going to get better as rubber gets laid down. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it'll just you know be similar to last year. But I think the track's definitely changed from a balance standpoint and a degradation standpoint. And I, I think the weather is just what made us so fast this morning. So it's going to be interesting to see how quick we are in session two. I don't know if that will still be as quick or if we'll take maybe a, a slight step backwards. Mary and then Mark. Joseph, this seems like a fairly smooth racetrack, and I can't remember last year if it was more popular to run the red tires over the uh, primary Firestone tires, because it seems sometimes there's not that much difference, like you don't gain that much speed by being on the reds, but I know Firestone has changed their tire. Now, you probably haven't even run it yet, have you? I haven't, no. Okay, so yet. maybe this afternoon you'll check out those those red tires, but um, as far as um, the the weekend, I haven't seen what the weather's going to do, but if it's a lot hotter, then how will that change things for the race? Um, not sure yet. I mean, we'll have to get through the weekend and, and see how it's progressing. I, I, I think the, you know, it's still a toss-up between the red and black compound. I, you know, last year, the, the black tires were much better, um, you know, from a degradation standpoint, from a performance standpoint. You know, guys chose to, to use those in the fast six, and they were quicker than, than new reds. So I think it'll still be very close this year. Even Firestone ha has made a change. They had a tire test here. Um, Will and Simon were a part of that. So I've, I've obviously gotten to see some of the information along with everyone else. You know, Firestone obviously provides everyone with the information for the tire tests. But it seems like they'll be close again. I don't know what's going to be quicker. I think I'll, I'll have a better idea once we run the second session, like everyone will. You know, everyone's going to run the red tires, so we'll have an idea then. Um, but I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's set in stone that the reds are going to be better either from a performance, you know, overall lap time or, or degradation standpoint, I think it could still be quite close between them. Mark. Uh, Joseph, um, going back to Gateway last weekend, uh, you and your teammate had a little bumping there going on. Um, how's that relationship? Is it, is, have you talked it over, and, um, or is there still some animosity there? That's my, my first question. I don't think there's any animosity. No, I mean uh, I see Simon quite often. Actually, we you know we all live very close to the race shop, both uh, Simon, Will, and myself. So I see them actually all the time. You know, after race weekends, before race weekends. So, you know, we've already seen each other. We've already spoken afterwards. And um, you know, we're you know I know it seems like a show sometimes, but we actually do work really well together in this team. And um, you know, that comes from the top down, from the leadership. So so we're good. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're excited to work together here this weekend. And you know, he's a, he's a real professional race car driver, so, you know, he's easy to work with. He's easy to get along with. You know, I don't think there's any, any problems with us as far as going forward. We're going to work together like we always have. Um, part of the reason, I think, why you, you, you bump wheels was because it's, it was hard to pass at Gateway. It was a one-groove track. Um, NASCAR has been experimenting with treating the, the track surface to open up the, the upper lane to give it more traction. Do you think IndyCar should try that? so that you might have uh, two grooves at a track like Gateway or other, other places that you go? Is that worth trying, do you think? Uh, I don't want to say never. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to close my, 
mind do it just because I have no experience with that type of thing. But it's probably not what I would prefer to do. I think some of that will hopefully evolve and develop and become better as we get the new kit. And, you know, as we work closer with Firestone and with the IndyCar series, I think that's going to get better as far as the raceability of the track. And exactly what you talked about, you know, it became difficult at Gateway because it was so one-laned, very similar to Phoenix, that, you know, there was there was only so much you could do to get by someone. Um, and I'm hoping that absolutely, I think everyone's hoping that we can, we can do more with the cars to make the drivability better in multiple lanes. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of, of the track treatment yet, but I would never be closed mind to it because I have no experience with it. So it could be a good solution, but I think we should try and fix the problem with the race cars first um, or try and improve the product with the race cars first, which is what we're going to have a shot at doing next year. We'll go David and then Wolfgang in the back. Go high. <laughs> Thanks. Um, one of the reasons that uh, Will said that he drove the last few laps of Pocono the way he did was because you are a driver who he knows will go for any gap. Simon found that out the hard way as well. So, it's, you know, you've got two of them uh, thinking about that. Is that going to change at all now that you're, rather than trying to fight a rear, rear guard action, you're actually now trying to protect uh, you know, fairly healthy championship lead? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess I shouldn't say I don't know. I, I have an idea of how I want to approach it. You know, to me, I think the, the safest thing is to keep doing what we've been doing. You know, because the, the way I look at it, it's not a very safe lead. It's really not. You know, even if you say, well, okay, Scott's leading the race and, you know, we're second or third, we should just stay pat here and get some points. Well, you know, if we finish third, I think that closes it up enough to where Scott can be within striking distance at Sonoma, whereas if he wins the race, he wins the championship. So I think it's still that tight of a championship battle where you have to be trying to increase the lead um, with, with regards to the points or just trying to go forward still. You know, that's all you can do is try and go forward, not over push your equipment, try and get the most that you can. You know, I think it's like the way I viewed Pocono and Gateway, um, Pocono, there was a time to be less aggressive, and Gateway, there was a time to be more aggressive. And, and, and I'll continue to do that going forward. The, you just got to analyze each situation individually and get the most out of, you can't, out of yourself for each weekend in the car. And the points should shake out you know, as, they, as they do. So I don't think I'm going to go into a safeguarding position at this point. I think you still have to keep pushing forward.